We go together like peas and carrots. The Peas and Carrots Podcast, sharing life from our piece of the vegetable patch. Brian and Kayla Sanders. Welcome to the Peas and Carrots Podcast. I'm Kayla. And I'm Brian. And welcome to this week's edition, which will be stellar as always. I don't know why. How much caffeine do you I don't probably too much. Okay. Okay. So, what's up in our world? We just celebrated the anniversary of our 29-year-ago date, first date. Okay, confession, I don't remember these kind of dates. Mm -hmm. I will from, wait a minute, what does that mean? It means that for the first four years we were married, my birthday came a day early. And it was glorious. I was trying to keep, I played along. Help you feel younger about Uh yourself. Okay. Actually, that'd make you, oh, okay. Uh, Our first date. Mm -hmm. Okay. We were trying to go to a nice restaurant in New Orleans called Houston's. Mm Mm-hmm one of my favorite places and it was in metairie louisiana and it was slammed and you couldn't make a reservation it was a 95 minute wait so right across the street i mean within 45 seconds of walking there was a chili's yep i'm in a suit and a tie i'm in a new dress we are we are decked to the nines (laughs) and we end up at Chili's. chili's it was wonderful it was awesome and here we are today. Here we are. Do you remember what you ate that night? I don't remember. I have no idea. The only thing I remember is when we got to Houston's and the um, Mater D informed you that it would be a 95-minute wait, I thought, this is go big or go home. But I looked at you and I said, there is no way I'm waiting 95 minutes. I'm hungry. And that's when I knew I would loved you. That's right. So this girl we likes food. Chili's. We went to Chili's. I remember that we had a great time. I remember that the conversation was amazing. But no, I have no idea what I ate. Okay. And as our relationship progressed, uh, again, we lived in New Orleans, and there's a lakefront area along Lake Pontchartrain, and there are benches along there. We selected one bench. We always went to that bench, and we sat there, and we talked. It's also on that bench where we had our first kiss. Yes, it is. Yes. And uh, I'd love to get that bench and put Mm. it in our backyard. I think it sadly was actually destroyed during one of the hurricanes. Really? I think so. But our love wasn't. Exactly. How do we make all this work, Miss Kayla? We both lead in an organization. We both, we work 85 steps from each other. How do we do this? Honestly, remembering our role. Remembering that I'm not the EVP and you are not the VP of Partner Services. And that sounds very simplistic, but a lot of mutual respect and deference to the other. Yes, for those that are curious, I've had people ask me, do you take orders from him? I think orders is a bit of a strong word, but I do defer to Brian as the executive vice president. And so during the day when we're at work, if he comes in and tells my team, I need this, I need a report, I need a letter, I need anything. Yes, sir. Um, 
of course he's going to ask nicely. He's going to ask respectfully. But I'm not going to balk at his request because, again, he is our EVP. Now, we've had moments. We're not perfect. We have had moments where we've kind of torn into it. paper off yeah. the wall. And I usually win. Um, True. But it, I think... Everyone is so curious about how do you work for the same organization and you're together all the time. Well, first of all, we're not together all the we're time. We're not. Our, our buildings are joined by a hallway. I'm in one building. She's in another. But we can get to each other's desk in about 85 steps. Okay. So we're not in the same room together all day. Uh, how do we make it work? What am I going to say? One, let me just say this. There's nobody I'd rather else be. There's nobody else I'd rather be around. Yeah. Uh, you've got to have a great relationship outside of work to have one at work. So let me let me just say that. Two. You have to give people space. I don't tell my team a lot how to do their job. I will coach them. Mm-hmm. I will guide them, and people learn best from failure so if i see them and they're going to make a mistake it's not going to be detrimental to the organization i'll let them make it are you trying to say i make lots of mistakes no did i say that just checking but that does keep me out of the weedies of all these different departments and that's including yours yes no in all seriousness it's helpful to know that there's trust to know that you can pursue a project or chase an agenda and be allowed to fall and get back up. And I think B is very good with all team members. If you're in that chair, he's going to trust that you've got it. And if you fail, you're going to get to try again. I think another way that it works is we talk about everything. Yes. Let me say Which this. probably just made about 10 team members twitch, but... Let me say this. She is my sounding board. You help me see the world rightly. You help, you put me back to center. You help me land softly. You save jobs. I don't know about that. You do. You're a very compassionate person at the end of the day. You're more compassionate than I am. At the I end tell of the people day. you're a lot of bark and no bite. So okay. they pretend to be scared of you, but it's okay. That's, that's true. I believe that. I actually do believe that. Uh, but if if you're again, I'm going to go back to this. How do we make it work? We like being around each other. We do. We love talking. Uh, she can vent to me. I can vent to her. Uh, she can help me see if I'm making it too personal. I can help her see if she's making it too personal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we just talk through different types of of situations. But now you are vice president of partner services. I'm the EVP. How would you say that we support each other in these roles? That's a good question. I think for me, it looks like there's two sides to this coin. Um, I get to see the weight of what you carry on any given day, which as an EVP, you know a lot. You know a lot about what's going on in people's personal lives. You know a lot about what they may be dropping the ball on or succeeding in and at the same time you're trying to balance 
loving them well and pursuing a mission well. What I've learned as a wife of an EVP is to know my place, which, okay, for those of you that just went clutch the pearls, what what I mean by that is I've got to be mindful that B doesn't need me to fight his battles. I even sold my flamethrower on eBay. You'd be proud to know. I'm not saying a word. I have to know that there are situations that I can be supportive and I can cheer him on behind the scenes. There have been some situations just in the last three or four years. I wanted to storm the gates. It's not helpful for me to do that. I've got to trust that B is a smart and capable leader. He is a wise and thoughtful person. So knowing when to step back, and even if it literally means grab the duct tape and cover my mouth, don't say or do anything that could cause harm for him as a leader. And you don't. Let me just say that. Here's what I'm going to say. You've got it. If you work for the same organization, remember you have two roles. Mm. You have the role of a spouse. Yes. And you have the role of whatever that role is you have at the organization. And sometimes those things can get confused. Mm. And she will even say to me, I'm coming to you as a wife just to vent. She'll say, I'm not asking you to fix anything. Because when I hear of something broken in the organization. Oh, my word. He wants to take it down. I want to take it down. I want to fix it now. Uh, Especially because she's my wife. And I want to fix that. But I have to be patient. Mm -hmm. I have to let you vent. Because we're two different people. Like, you like to talk things out, and then you feel better. Mm-hmm. I like to pick up the phone. And solve the problem. And solve the problem, then I feel better because it's done. But anytime there's a potential to undercut the other person, we have to step back and realize it's not okay for me to either fix this for them or speak into this. And that can be really tough sometimes. Okay. So this is a big issue. Leadership has a price. Mm. And the spouse of a leader pays a price. Let me give you, and I am not bashing anybody. I am not critiquing anybody. But let me just say this. Team members treat you differently when you're the boss, and they treat you differently when you're the boss's wife. Mm-hmm. People have come to you. They have. With information. Sure. Wanting to get it where? To you. Okay. And what do you tell them? If it's important enough, tell him yourself. I've also had to, on more than one occasion, find a gentle way to say, if you believe in it enough, fight for it. Don't have me fight for it. Because if I have to fight for it, you're not passionate enough about it. So that gets awkward from time to time when someone comes with an agenda. And I think the other aspect of this is the people that are afraid to be seen as friendly hmm. with their leader for whatever reason. And, and I get that. I mean, I've worked in places where I was perhaps friends with my boss, but it can cause some... It can cause some angst and tension in other parts of the company. So 
I see that, but it can create some loneliness for that leader that's experiencing that. Yeah, and you got to let me just be real here for a moment. We we are people too. We have feelings. We have the need for relationships. We have the need for friendship, and we're very busy people. So we don't have a lot of time to cultivate friendships outside of work, especially in a season of like COVID. Yeah. You know, we really don't have that time or that luxury. So it can get very lonely being where we are, but that's the price of being uh, the the leader. Uh, Elizabeth Elliott says that loneliness is a required course for every single leader. Mm. And And I felt that. Uh, let me say this as well about being the leader and about being married to her. People will avoid her because she's married to me. Mm. And I'm sorry for that. And I'm sorry that you have to go through that. But I wouldn't want anybody else by my side. And so just know... Miss Kayla, that you do make a difference in my life and the lives of thousands of other people. Just know that. And you as well. And I think it's okay if something means that much, if it's that important that it causes some people to be unhappy for a season, to anybody who has led in any sphere in any way possible in the last 18 months you have our heart and i pray that you will continue to see what god's called you to and let it be of more importance to you than the number of people that are standing by your side because one day i promise you this pandemic will go away we will get back to some quote normal life and a lot of things will work themselves out But for now, if you're feeling so isolated and so lonely because of a decision you've had to make or a stance you've had to take or people are pulling back because they don't want to align with one side or the other, whatever that looks like, there's a million ways this is just splintering. Just know this. You really are not alone. And find one person who can be your safe space. And I just thank God that B is my safe space. All right, Miss Kayla, lightning round. Here we go. Okay. I, are you going first? Sure. All right. Tea or coffee? Tea. Coffee. Tea at bedtime. Okay. Why don't you stay awake? Morning person or night owl? I'm a night owl. Yes. And, and I, you're a stinking morning person. I don't stink in the mornings. Okay. A freakish morning person. But Sorry. I love mornings. <gasps> They're quiet. Yeah, okay. They're peaceful. Mm. Come come nine o'clock, I want to go to bed. And I'm just like, let's You're just party. getting Yeah, she's just getting the party started. Mm-hmm. Phone call or text message. I, hang on. Can I say something? Uh-huh. She'll turn the TV on in the bedroom. Okay. We'll lay down about 9, 9.30. About 9.45 from her side of the bed, here's what I hear. <laughs> <laughs> And I'll say, baby, huh, uh, you can turn that off. You've been asleep. I was not asleep. Baby, you were snoring. I was not. Mm-hmm. Well, it just cracks me up. 
back to my question. Phone call. I want to talk about text message. Text message. Amen. Okay. Only only call me if somebody's on the floor dying. Yeah, well, okay. Um, (laughs) I wouldn't go that far with it, but yeah. I admit I like to fall asleep with the TV on. And I know there are people in two different camps on this, but I just need to learn to admit when I have fallen asleep. One of my favorite memories, it was during Bush-Gore election. Oh, Lord, help. Uh, Or it might have been Bush versus Kerry. I don't know when it was. But I remember at midnight they had Ron Reagan – and this other panel that would come on, Pat Cadell, and you loved them. And you'd stay up till Pat midnight. Pat Cadell was awesome. Okay, so he just was. it's like 1 a.m., and I wake up, and the TV is blaring. <laughs> I look over the left, and she has a bowl of popcorn. <laughs> and she's watching this political commentary. I'm like, what is going on? She goes, oh, Pat Cadell just made a great point. And Ron Reagan is... It is 1.05 a.m. What are you doing? Oh, baby, this is the best show in the world. Yep. I wasn't late for work the next day, so that's all that matters. But you did that for a whole season. Yes, I did. Memories. I don't. (laughs) Beach or mountains? Beach. Beach. I love the sound of waves. Um, Love the water. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, beach. I'd leave. I'd leave today. I would go tomorrow. <laughs> Favorite season? Fall, uh, spring, and then fall. Spring. Mm, spring and summer for me. I love them both. Oh. Um, spring because where we live in Virginia, it's just beautiful. And you're coming out of winter where all the leaves are dead. And you start to see the mountain come alive mm. with all the trees. The color. And yeah. then in the fall, you get all this bright, fiery color. Yeah. With the leaves changing and things like that. Cookies or cake? Oh, that's a hard one. Cake. Cake. Yeah. Okay. Um, i got to go with a cookie. Rice or potatoes? Oh, potatoes. Rice. Mm, I'd eat rice every single day of my life. No. Yes. Gumbo or chicken soup? Gumbo. You didn't even pause. Nope. Didn't even pause. Meatloaf or shepherd's pie? Shepherd's pie. That's a good little British girl there. <laughs> Shepherd's pile. Walmart or Target? We've Target. Already, we've okay. already we've been already there. We've already talked about that. Barnes & Noble or Amazon? Okay, so this, I should not admit this. <laughs> yes. But Here we in go. Barnes & Noble, ordering from Amazon. But. Guilty. Okay. You know I love you with everything that's in me. Yes. But those books from Amazon had better arrive how? Perfect. Don't be sending me some no, jacked I, up, bent, no. twisted, wet book. Okay. If the corner of the book is barely bent. It hurts my heart. What? <laughs> okay, so here's one for you. You're going to read it and a put it on a shelf. Why does that bother you? Paper book or an audio book? Paper. Yeah. I can't do audio. 
I'm thinking about food if I'm listening to an audiobook. <laughs> We're thinking about food no matter what. Apparently. Uh, you can subscribe to the Peas and Carrots podcast on Apple, Google, or wherever you get your podcast. You can contact us at peasandcarrotspodcast.com or on Facebook. Just search for Peas and Carrots Podcast. Now I want a cookie. Cake. For more about the Peas and Carrots Podcast and to reach out to Brian and Kayla, visit peasandcarrotspodcast.com.